We're back in live from the break, ladies and gentlemen, on the hottest show in the streets when it comes down to Alabama football talk. It's in my own words with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, as I am live in studios. We start the conversation off with listing my top five marquee marquee defensive impact players, defensive impact leaders in terms of spring ball, but not just that, summer workouts, fall camp, and the upcoming 2019 college football season. And before we dive into topic two, some news and notes here where Alabama football is concerned. First off, huge congratulations in order to former Crimson Tide outside linebacker Nico Johnson, one of the first few players that helped Nick Saban on this run of unprecedented national championships, which started back in 2009. Johnson, the former four-star and native of Andalusia, Alabama, played under Nick Saban from 2009 to 2012, was a part of three BCS national championship teams, 2009, 2011, and 2012. And despite the National Football League not working out for him, for someone that helped Nick Saban, on this big run during his time as a head coach or in his time as a head coach, as I should say, Johnson has a chance to now chart his own path in molding, developing young minds as he has accepted the coaching job on Billy Napier's staff with the Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns. Johnson will be a defensive quality control coach. Big kudos to Nico Johnson. In other news, Alabama returns its first offensive coordinator of the Nick Saban era from 2007. That being Major Applewhite comes home as an offensive analyst for for the Crimson Tide. He was formerly with the Houston Cougars. And while the group of five did not work out for him, returns back to the Power Five, the Southeastern Conference, where he can help out Alabama and Nick Saban. But the biggest news of the week is Saban has brought in two kicking whisperers, two kicking specialists, two kicking gurus in terms of getting that side of the ball, special teams, straightened out, flying right, doing well. In Saban's mind, 2019 is no excuse for the tie to not get back to the college football playoff and win it all, especially with you bring in the number one signing class for 2019, you blow up the coaching staff, and you bring back more so teachers, experienced guys, seasoned guys, veterans. And now, for the first time since 2012, which has been basically six years, you finally are in a situation where your kicking game can now really, really improve and get better and bringing in the likes of Joe Houston, formerly of the Iowa State Cyclones, and Jonathan Galante, formerly of the Virginia Tech Hokies. So Nick Saban trying to get all the cards in line here as he has done with bringing in these two uh, kicking gurus, kicking whisperers, kicking specialists. But we dive into the second topic of conversation. We look at my top five marquee offensive players heading into spring ball. And at number five, I've got Jerry Judy, the returning junior and Florida native, former five-star. The thing with Judy is the junior year is the money year. 
in terms of Alabama players, especially at wide receiver. Julio Jones went through it. Amari Cooper went through it. Calvin Ridley went through it. And now it's Jerry Judy's turn. Julio Jones' freshman year was outstanding. Had 924 yards receiving, 928 yards received, excuse me, and four touchdowns. His sophomore year had a little bit of a slump with an injury. Julio's junior year, we remember, came back in 2010. 78 catches, 1,133 yards, seven touchdowns. Was a first-round pick in the 2011 draft. In terms of Amari Cooper, massive freshman year, 1,000-yard receiver. Sophomore year, 2013, had a toe problem, slumped a little bit. 2014, bounced back, 124 catches, 1,727 yards, 16 scores. He was a first-round pick in the 2015 venue. Calvin Ridley, great freshman year. Sophomore and junior years were pretty good, but if you look at that junior year, a lot of people say, well, Jalen Hurts' lack of confidence in being able to stretch the ball, and a lot of that was not solely on Jalen, but you look at that lack of confidence to stretch the football, did it hurt Calvin? A lot of people claim it actually really did hurt Calvin in terms of his draft stock falling 26th overall in last year's draft venue to the Atlanta Falcons. So the junior year for Jerry Judy, the money year, the big year in which he's able to put everything together. Now this past year had a big season, 68 catches, 1,315 yards, 14 touchdowns, Fred Blitnikoff Award winner, consensus All-American, and of all the receivers on Alabama's roster, he's the guy... Jerry Judy's kind of your classic Mercedes-Benz. Sleek cars, smooth design, gets you from point A to point B, allows you to stunt as you're pulling it out of a driveway. He can do a little bit of everything. He can do it all. Whereas Jalen Waddles, your Maserati, whereas uh, Henry Ruggs is your tough, you know, Dodge Ram, can get popped in the middle of traffic but can still go. And uh, you got Devontae Smith as your old, reliable kind of Hyundai Sonata. You know, you, you crank it up, it, it gets going. It may, it may not be the sleekest car, but you crank it up, it goes from point A to point B. Jerry Judy is at Mercedes-Benz. Sleek, desirable, can get the job done. You can push a button. It starts it by itself. You know, the windows roll up on their own. Jerry Judy's that type of guy that type of car, that type of vehicle, he can do it all, and this season will be the money year for him, putting it all together in terms of being that top five, that top ten draft pick, Jerry Judy at number five for me. Moving on down here to my number four, offensive impact player for spring ball for the Crimson Tide, Tua Tagovailoa at quarterback returning for his junior year, second year as the starting quarterback. This past year, as a first-year guy starting, did a lot of incredible things. Alabama averaged 45.6 points per game, 522 yards offensively per game, both of those numbers the most under the Nick Saban era. We're looking at eight games where Alabama put up 50 point, at least 50 points or more. Two of those games that put up 60 points. That was against Ole Miss in Arkansas. So, Tua was able to bring a lot of excitement to an Alabama offense that it was not used to seeing 
in years past in terms of just scoring points at will. I mean, here's a guy that was the fourth 3,000-yard quarterback of a Nick Saban era, joining Jake Coker, Blake Sims, of course, A.J. McCarron, to 3,966 passing yards, 43 touchdown tosses on the season, 48 total touchdowns, which was the single-season record for scores responsible for in Alabama history, to a Heisman finalist, a consensus All-American. But the big thing for him next season that I want to see is having that balance within the offense. By balance, I mean uh, as much as Nick Saban loves those quick strike drives, and he does. He loves those quick strike drives because it sends a statement early. But in the same breath that Saban likes the quick strike drives, he also loves those that balanced attack to where you have those 10, 12, 15 play drives where you're leaning on that opposing defense. You're breaking their wheel. You're getting them tired. Their hands are on their hips. It's like you stick a dagger in their heart and they bleed out slowly and you watch them die as they bleed out slowly. Saban loves those drives too because it allows you to eat clock. It keeps your defense fresh and your offense is imposing its will. So, for Tua Tagovailoa, the main thing he has to get a gist of is if you don't get the big bomb, it's not a bad thing. Be able to nickel and dime guys down the field. Take what the defense gives you. If it's giving you a five-yard pass, if it's giving you a six-yard pass, if it's giving you a seven-yard pass, nickel and dime them down the field. Keep yourself in front of a down and distance, and that's going to be the biggest thing for Tua as he's being paired back with Steve Sarkeesian as offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach, somebody of whom Tonga Valoa has a lot of trust, has a lot of respect for. So for Tua, people know what he can do. People expect for him to take that big step forward, bouncing back from the loss to Clemson. But the biggest thing for him is understanding the big plays are huge. You want those explosive plays, but at the same time, having that balance, putting that mixture in, quick strike drives, soul crushing drives, keeping your defense fresh, and dictating to the opposing defense to a Tagovailoa, number four impact player for me. Jumping on down here to number three, impact players offensively for Alabama going into spring ball. Going to go with Brian Robinson at the running back position. Brian Robinson Jr. entering his junior year. As good as Najee Harris is, and Najee Harris is fantastic, former five-star guy out of California, Najee to me, and a lot of people compare him to Derrick Henry due to Najee's size at 6'2", 6'3", 230 pounds, but Najee's running style reminds me more of Eddie Lacy. The spinning, the hurtling, the stiff-arming, the moving around. His running style reminds me of, of Eddie Lacy, whereas Brian Robinson's running style reminds me of pure Derrick Henry looking to run people over, plow people down, knock people out of the way. I remember talking to a couple of offensive linemen last year or the last two years where they have told me when Robinson runs, he seeks to take out a defensive back. He seeks to take out a linebacker. He seeks to blow your head off. And when you look at this young man, 
out of Hillcrest Tuscaloosa High School from the for the 2017 class. Former five star here at 6'1, 225 pounds here. Brian Robinson, the last two years, 87 carries, 437 yards, four rushing touchdowns. He's been patient. He's waiting for his opportunity. At times, it's been frustrating for him because he knows if he was to go somewhere else, he would be the number one back. But I believe his patience is going to be rewarded this season because he's going to have an opportunity to not just share some carries with Najee Harris, but be able to take that field and show how dominant of a back, how compact, how complete of a player he really truly is at the point of attack in getting those yardage. So number three on my list of impact players, got to go with Brian Robinson, an absolute dog. He's up for a big time season. Moving on down to number two on my list of impact players for the Crimson Tide. I'm a big, I'm a big guy in a slender kid's body. Got a lot of love for offensive linemen. And we pick up Chris Owens here, returning for his redshirt junior year out of Arlington, Texas, Lamar High School at 6'3", 310 pounds. Alabama, no more Jonah Williams, no more Ross Pierce-Baker, no more Lester Cotton. You bring back some talented guys, including Alex Netherwood, Jedrick Wills, Matt Womack, Deontay Brown, should Alabama win the appeal, where he is concerned. What I like about Chris Owens is this right here. He played in 13 games a season ago as a backup left tackle and a backup center behind Ross Pierce-Baker. He's got the size, he's got the wingspan, he's got the arm length and the intelligence to run the controls under as the center. He's got all those things. Uh, he's got all those things lined up here. He was actually recruited in 2016 as a four-star guard, so he can play along the interior. The big thing with Owens, he will have to battle Emil Ikior, Hunter Brannon. And the four-star coming in, or he's already in for 2019, and Darian Dalcourt, all three of those guys, highly, highly talented. But when I look at Chris Owens, due to the experience he got last year, and he's got a clean slate, no more Brent Key, Kyle Flood is here as the offensive line coach coming from the Atlanta Falcons. Prior to that, he was with the Rutgers uh, Scarlet Knights, did a pretty good job as the offensive line coach there. Really like what Chris Owens brings to the table. He is my number two impact player for the upcoming season, starting in spring. And at number one, number one offensive impact player for the Crimson Tide, according to yours truly, Stephen M. Smith, place kicker, true freshman, Will Reichert. This is why I'm bringing the kicker in here. As good as Jerry Judy is, And for the first time, Alabama's got guys across the board that are all dangerous. Alabama's always had at least that one guy at wide receiver that defense had to take into account for. Whether it was Calvin Ridley, Amari Cooper, Julio Jones, you've always had that one guy that defense has had to look out for. At the running back position, Najee Harris, Brian Robinson, both good. But since 2008, Alabama's had a bell cow of running backs. When you look at the quarterback position, Tua Tagovailoa, outstanding, 
has played well the last two seasons, people already have an expectation of what they feel like he's going to do. And even on the offensive line, although the last few years it's been less than what's been desired with Brent Key as offensive line coach, but Ty has been able to somewhat adjust, and it is what it is. Since Jeremy Shelley in 2012, that was perfect in everything, extra points, kickoffs, field goals, he could do it all. Alabama has not had that specialist where it can bank on and say, these three points are definite, or it can bank on and say, this extra point is definite, seeing how the tie missed nine extra points a season ago. Six from Joseph Belovis, three from Austin Jones. I mean, Alabama fans, for the longest of time, for my guys, you're reaching for the Jack and Coke inside Bryant Denny every time the kicker comes up. For my ladies, you're, re- you're reaching for that flask of tequila in your purse, and it's like, oh, the kicker. Oh, God, no, the kicker. Here he comes again. God, please don't let this man miss. Will Riker, number one offensive impact player for me due to this is the most confident talking kicker Alabama has brought into the program. I remember talking to Justin Smith, who covers recruiting for Touchdown Alabama Magazine. He is our scouting recruiting analyst, and and he told me, Will Riker told him at the Alabama-Mississippi All-American game that he is the one to end all the kicking woes for time. He believes that he's the one that can end all the kicking woes, and I think he can. I mean, here's a guy that was 9 of 13 on field goals during his time at Hoover, including the 50, including a pair, a couple of 54-yard kicks. He made a couple of field goals in the rain at the Alabama-Mississippi All-America game, a few of those coming from 50-plus yards. So this is the guy that everybody's banking on. Three-star guy coming in from Hoover, Alabama, top-rated kicker and was highly regarded by the Chris Saylor kicking camp, by the Coles kicking camp. I know a lot of people say, well, Adam Griffith was highly regarded and a lot of other guys were highly regarded, including Joseph Bullivus, but nobody co-signed those guys. It's different when you have somebody co-sign you. And Chris Saylor, who has worked with Nick Saban for a long time, he was the one that came out and said, Will Reichert is the best I have ever seen coming out of the high school ranks. That's what Chris Sandler said. And uh, when you look at, if you remember, Trent Dilfer came out and co-signed to a Tonga Valoa, and everybody was like, nah, Trent Dilfer's bumping up his own brand. This ain't true. Nah, get Trent Dilfer off. Get Trent Dilfer off. But when people saw how good Tua Tonga Valoa was, Everybody was scrambling, trying to get Trent Dilfer back on the radio because he was right. He wasn't just blowing smoke. So here comes Chris Saylor co-signing Will Riker as the best he's ever seen coming out of the high school ranks. Excited to see what this young man can do. So going back over these again, my five offensive impact players for the upcoming season start off in spring ball. Number five, Jerry Judy, wide receiver. Number four, Tua Tonga Valoa, quarterback. 
Number three, Brian Robinson, running back. Number two, Chris Owens, offensive lineman, center position. And at number one, Will Weikert, place kicker. Folks, taking our final break here on In My Own Words. When we get back, we dive into a little bit of a Trent Richardson feature topic and how he has started to find his love of football again with the American, with the Alliance of American Football League. Don't touch that dial, folks. We're tidying up some loose ends with Trent Richardson. We return to In My Own Words. <laughs> 